the volume. Soup with Coop is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel. More ways to win. It is my great pleasure to introduce Herschel Walker, my hero, my childhood hero. Oh. Herschel, welcome, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, thank you. Now, unbelievable. I cannot believe the coincidence that I'm a big soup lover, hence the name of the show, but you love soup. What kind of soup are you having today, Herschel? Well, today I'm going to have what you call a beam and ham soup. You know, I grew up in the South and you can do this with black eyed peas. And a lot of people don't know uh, I'm also a cook. You know, and I, I tell everyone, everyone and every kid grew up in the South is almost a cook. So I, I can do my own soup. And let me give you a little, little, t- I'm going to see if I see it. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah like, I'm pulling some of it out. My dish you're is supposed to hot. spill it. You're well, this is kind of hot a little bit. Well, I coincidentally had, you know, when you mentioned you were going to have a bean soup today, my neighbor came over and just happened to drop off a bean and ham soup. And this is white bean oh. soup. I don't know if you have white now beans use, much. Now you can use white bean, pinto bean, kidney beans. But one thing you want to do when you're doing your beans and ham soup, you want to soak the beans for a little bit. So you want to soak them before you put them in. Like you can put them in like uh, hot water, uh, soak them for probably about you know, 45 minutes. 45 minutes to an hour, and uh, then take your ham bone and put it on the stove with a ham bone and stuff and let it uh, cook for about an hour on, on sort of uh, medium and stuff. And then uh, put your little and take your some onions and garlic and bacon and cut it up and put it in, inside there. Let's go back. Just coming out of high school, you scored 45 touchdowns your senior year. I can imagine the recruiting Back then, you know, really 40 years ago was nothing like it is today. And I know yeah, you were looking say, at Hey, 40 years ago, don't make me old. I was only like, hey, you go 40 years ago. Like, I was only five in high school. I was five years old. Right. You were the most heavily recruited five-year-old in the history of Georgia football. What was that like, Herschel? I mean, I know kind of the, there were probably no rules back in the day. How did you handle all the, the, the first attention? Because I know that's, that's where attention started, but then – it really cranked up as you rolled into uh, Tennessee one day and, and Mr. Bates and you met head on. That's yeah. when the world of Herschel well, became a – they didn't need to know Herschel Walker. It was, a, it was a one-word name from then on out. Yes, you know what, what was strange? I, I think I was very fortunate. My mom and dad, you know, they are, they, I was raised in the church. And as I was telling you early on, I was bullied as a little kid. I was a goofy little kid growing up. And I, I had a family that, you know, you never let anyone get away with anything. And I never thought I'd ever be an athlete. You know, even though I was playing well in high school and I, I had a lot of scholarships to go to school, but I'm going to tell you something that a lot of people don't know about me. I wasn't going to college. Uh, I was headed to the Marines. I thought I was cut out to be a Marine and I wanted to go to the Marines. And, and I, back then, signing day was almost the same as now. It was in February. And when February came, I didn't say anything to my parents because I couldn't tell them I didn't want to go to the go to college. That I was headed to the Marines. And uh, March came and went, and I didn't say anything. And Easter Sunday, my mom came up to me, and my nickname is Bo. 
You see, everyone have a nickname in the South. My nickname is Bo, so I always tell Bo Jackson he wanted to be me, but I'm a little bad, a little looking and all that. But anyway, well, I uh, my mom came to me and she said, Bo, don't you think it's time for you to decide whether you want to go to school? And before I can tell her that, you know, mom, I'm, I really want to go to the Marine. She said, let me tell you this here. If your mind and your heart is pure of the Lord Jesus, it really don't matter about your decision because God will make it right for you. And I'm like, all right, then I flip a coin. This is the honest truth. I flipped the coin between going to the military or going to college. It came for me to go to college. Then I said, crap. So now I'm mad at God. ain't going to let me do what I want to do. And I decided at that time I was not going to the University of Georgia because everyone wanted me to go to the Georgia and I was I didn't want to go. And I flipped the coin between Georgia and Clemson University in South Carolina. And Georgia won the coin toss, the best out of five. Georgia won three of them. And then as a mom, dad, I love USC out of California because I felt USC winning the coin toss there, let me go to the Marine. The first flip, Georgia won. Next flip, USC. The next two times, Georgia. But no, this was interesting. <laughs> so I said, wait, 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 wait. As a mom, I'm just joking. As a mom, dad, I'm just joking. I said, uh, let me pull the names out of a bag. This is no joke, no lie. I pulled Georgia all three times. And at that time, I turned to them and I said, okay, I'm going to Georgia like that. And I didn't mean it. I was joking. I went outside to play with my younger brother and they called up the coaches and all the reporters and told them I was, I was decided I was coming to Georgia. I was coming to Georgia. This is the honest truth. Everyone showed up at my home later that night and I was too embarrassed to tell them I was joking that I signed to go to the University of Georgia and I really didn't want to go. And this and the weirdest thing happened to me after I signed, and, and, and I don't know why it happened after I signed. My father and myself was on my front porch, and Vince Dooley, and he'll tell you this is the honest truth, came up to my father and myself, and he said, uh, Herschel? I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, you know, it's a tough, tough, tough road there at Georgia. I'm not sure if you can play there, but you got to go up there and work hard. And I'm looking at him thinking, dude, I just signed to go with you, and you're telling me I can't play? Like, yeah, I don't like you either. Hey, because you know, all my life, this is all the truth. As a little kid growing up, yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't for four years of my life, life, I never spoke in a classroom. So I was, I was a little bit confused why he say that. And I ended up going to the University of Georgia, which was the greatest decision I could have ever made in my life. So it wasn't me. I, I put it on the Lord Jesus because it wasn't Herschel Walker that wanted to go. God, uh, instead of that head, that tail kept, kept coming up. So that's how I ended up at Georgia. I think Coach Dooley might have been stuffing that, that bag full of Georgia things where there was no Marine or Clemson yeah. or USC. If, if that was a motivation speech, that was the worst one I ever heard. Because <laughs> like, about the best motivation speech I ever heard. And this was interesting. You know, even at Tennessee, he told me I wasn't going to play the first game. You, you didn't get the start. He put you in kind of – Later in the game, right? Y'all were down. He did, and he was not going to play me. He, he told me I wasn't going to play, and the running back coach begged him, and he didn't want to let me play. And and at the, uh, I think that was a couple of minutes left right before halftime. So I think he was playing a joke, and he was going to throw me into the game real quick right before halftime. Then he said, oh, he played and, and take me out. And I think my first carry, I may have had like eight, uh, eight nine yards or something. And then it was halftime, so he decided to let me play the second half, and that's when uh, everything happened. But that's what I tell kids all the time. I say, you never know 
what's going to happen. So you always go out and you try your hardest. You never know what's going to happen. And because, you know, you look at the one run I had against Bill Bates, you watch the tape. Bill, uh, right when he was coming up to make the tackle, this is under truth, watch his left leg. As he's going to accelerate, his leg slipped. And as it, and you know, when your head, when it slipped, his head went down right when I hit him. And I tell everyone, that was my 15 minutes of fame because uh, this is the honest truth. If you watch the hole I ran through, you see it open up and you could drive a truck through that hole. I tell you, the offensive line that I had was absolutely incredible. And, I, and I, even today, I complain about it. I say, you know, Herschel Walker, for the three years I was at Georgia, has always got all these big awards, this and that. Herschel's so great, this, this and that. And I said, guys, what's so strange about it is Herschel didn't get hit in the backfield that many times. I hardly ever got hit in the backfield or at the line of scrimmage. And I said, what's sad to me is not one of my offensive linemen ever made All-American. And I said, it's never, it's never, never about the running back. I don't care what running back you ever meet. If he tells you that he did the best thing in the world and all of this, you tell him that he's a jerk. Because let me tell you, you got to have an offensive line. Uh, otherwise, you're not going to make it. You got to have, you got to have one of them on the offensive line that's mean, that don't take nothing from nobody. Because you want that one. And then the other one's got to be smart. You can have one that's dumb as a rock, but he's got to be mean as anything. And the other one's got to be smart and tell him what to do. Because you need that, that guy that, that, that's ready to fight. Anytime they hit your quarterback wrong, you got to be ready to put, put him down. But I tell people that I, I, I had a great time at Georgia, great education, and I loved it. You, you know, I'll let you eat a bite, Herschel, while I talk. The uh... – and how is the soup today? Is it pretty good? Is it? Is it is oh, that no, all this you... is this, this is awesome. Yeah, let me tell you what. I, yeah, I'm gonna have to save some of this for tonight as well because I got some more push-ups to do a little bit later. Yeah, how many? Just real quickly, how many push-ups are you doing a day still? Now I'm doing about 1,500 a day. I cut them down. You know, when I got into the MMA, I cut them down then because I was boxing a lot. I started out when I was in college and the pros. I was doing 5,000 push-ups every day. When I uh, got out of that, I started doing about 3,500 push-ups. And when I got into the MMA, I dropped it down to 1,500. But I uh, still do 3,500 sit-ups every day. And I always stay with 5,000 sit-ups every day. But right now, I'm doing 3,500 a day. But then there's a reason I'm doing I'm not doing it to impress anyone. The reason I do it today is, you know, I work with the military today. So all, almost every three weeks, I'm at a military base somewhere in the world. I train combative and do PT. And, you know, I work with them on trying to remove the stigma of mental health. And people are always challenging me. As every time I look around, there's some kid that want to challenge Herschel Walker. And now, that you know, they got YouTube and videos and all that. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to be your YouTube video. <laughs> so I tell them, I'm like, yeah, I'll be your hunkerberry. I'm like, I'm going to let you look, show me up. And that's the reason you don't see that many videos of people beating me in push-ups because I always beat them. And they always want to say, I don't want this old man beating me in push-ups. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, God, that's what they want to do. But I'm, I'm doing it every day. Soup with Coop is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free, no deposit required, with a free entry to an NBA contest. Plus, for those who want to deposit, FanDuel was offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Why do you play on FanDuel? FanDuel Fantasy is an easy-to-use app. Pick a new team every game, 
Different and unique contests across sports in relation to your skill level compete against your friends in head-to-head matchups. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free, no deposit required, with a free entry to an NBA contest. And FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Go to FanDuel.com forward slash cowherd to sign up today. That is FanDuel.com forward slash cowherd so they know we sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win. Herschel, how did that work in college? You get to Georgia. I mean, everybody, whether you're a big recruit or not, you're a freshman. You're kind of just a, a chump. And everybody's in the weight room and doing squats and doing bench press and doing curls and doing and having a routine. And you're going, no, 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 I have my own workout. I'm, I just do my push-ups and sit-ups and then weight coach. I'm sure he was like, get your ass over here and do some, you know, how did that work? Well, well you know what's so funny about it? And 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 I think every, you guys, every one of my strength coaches and my physical fitness coaches, Whenever I showed up, I was always ready to go. Like, you know, they do that, what is 225 bench press thing? Oh. Well, I didn't, and they knew I never lift weights, and they go, wow, how many? I don't know what I've done. And I had no clue what I was doing. I just did it because, you know, I'm, you know I'm, I told people, I was, guys, I'm, I'm, I, I used to chop wood. I was 15 before I knew my name was Get Wood. I'm like, guy, I don't know what the crap I'm doing. But I went out, and, and whenever I showed up to camp, I was always above. The level they were always wanted the guys to come in at. So they were like, whatever he's doing, let him do it. And so it just let me do whatever I was doing. And I just showed up because and that's why I told someone, I said, guys, I, I was blessed to play football. I'm not gonna say I was a good athlete. I don't know whether I was a good athlete or not. My thing was I was blessed to play this game. And I said, I'm a competitor. Guys, I love to compete. You know, when I was little, this is untrue, Coop. When I was little. I was the weirdest kid in the world. And my kids wouldn't even play with me. I was overweight. I didn't speak. And I've been blessed now to have this talent and stuff. And I said, guys, when I go out to compete, I go out to win. And I said, I don't believe, I don't believe in uh, like everybody get a trophy. I'm not into that everybody get a trophy. But I said, I do believe in training. I believe in always teaching someone. And, and that's the way I am. And, and so that's the reason I work so hard. I work so hard because you ever seen Rocky? Love you remember it. Love Rocky? It. I think, yeah, like you remember it was a Rocket Three with Mr. T. You yeah, remember Clover Lang? Clover Lang. Yeah, Glover Lang. That's him. But you remember when uh, Rocket was a champion and Rocket is a champion and he's looking so big and he's over there kissing babies and he's doing Mary had a little Lambert uh, doing it. Then his opponent with Mr. T, the first fight. And Mr. Right. T is in that old stinky gym. He's hitting it back and hitting me and stuff. And uh, then it cut away back to Rocket. And he's over there having a good time, having a good meal and stuff, eating good soup. And then it cut away <laughs> to Mr. T and he ain't even got no soup. And then I said, that's the way I look at my life all the time. Like all the time, you know, I grew up just like just like that. I didn't, My parents didn't have much and stuff. And I said, and the Lord has blessed me now. So you don't give up right now. You don't stop right now because you think you made it. You still got to work. You got to sacrifice. And I say, you know, every day I get up, is it a challenge? Every day someone is challenging me. Every day someone says, oh, man, I'm going to see if he do all those push-ups. Hey, I want to see if he is as good as he say he is. I want to see. And I'm still, this is honest, this is truth, too. I'm in better shape right now than I've been in a long time. And I tell you, know, I'm not, you know, they said, could I play today? And I'm like, I have no clue. I got there. I can do something. 
But I know I can step in a cage today at the age I am right now. Anyone in the world, any fighter in the world, I can step in a cage today and hold my own and stuff because that's what I've been doing. And I said, if I go out there and start practicing football and all this stuff, I said, yeah, I can, I can probably do that. Now, Hershey, do you, do you, how, how many days a week do you think you have soup? And I've read where you're a soup, bread, and salad guy. Is that, is yeah, that still true? That is true. I eat one meal a day, uh, and I probably have soup maybe out of seven days a week. I, maybe three days out of the week, I would have soup, and the other days I may have a salad. And something that's very unique is, you know, I got into the MMA world sort of late, and uh, before my fight, I would have just soup. I would have uh, a ham soup or a chicken soup, but mostly like a ham soup right before my fight when I got into the MMA world. That was my meal uh, before my fight. And your your one meal a day comes at what time? Are you making a special? A special? Uh, I am. Just for Coop. Just for <laughs> Coop, this is special. And I normally eat, I try to eat around 7, 8 o'clock at night. I try to get all my work out of the way. You know, I'm working out early in the mornings. And one thing I do, I don't eat uh, while I'm working out. So I would eat later uh, around maybe 7, 30, 8 o'clock at night. I would have uh, soup then, and that would carry me over to the night, next night. Even this was interesting. You know, before uh, a game, and this is even when I was in college, I never ate pregame meal. I never ate a pregame meal. I, you know, I eat one meal a day. So mostly on the Saturdays, I never ate. I eat again on Sunday. And during the pros, I never ate on Sundays. I would eat uh, Saturday night and eat again on Monday. Now, now Herschel, I've, you know, there's always been talk about your workout routine and your eating habits. Now, if I'm a skinny guy, I, I even had to add rice to my white beans and, and ham here just to get a little meat on the bones. I would assume if the average person is eating soup, salads, and only once a day and not that often, He'd be weighing about 115 pounds. How are you maintain your uh, unbelievable physique, considering the uh, the lack of the lack of food you're putting into your body? Well, you know what's so strange, and I tell people this. I say, you know, I think God just loves Herschel because I have no clue. You know, my workout is totally <laughs> different than anyone. I've uh, and I and I tell everyone this. You know, I, I grew up a little bit overweight. I was weird as a little kid, and. And I started working out, like doing all the push-ups, sit-ups, and all the crazy things, and start to develop. And uh, I've, I've never changed my diet since uh, since leaving high school. I ate one meal a day. But when I was in uh, college, I will say this: I ate more. I used to eat red meat. You used to eat a little bit more red meat my one meal. And when I got into pros, that's when I went more like not really eating red meat, more chicken and and there. But now. Most everything nice, mostly soups and salads. But I love bread, so I eat a little bit of bread. And people always tell me I need protein. And I'm like, guys, uh, beans have protein. They don't realize I'm eating proteins. They say you need this. But I say I'm more from the old school. As long as I don't tell my body I don't need it, my body don't ask for it. You know, today you got all these sophisticated nutritionists. Right. And they tell you all the stuff you need. And I said, guys, don't tell my body I need that. He don't know he need it yet. So as long as he don't know he need it, he's going to be okay. So, and, and I just do what I got to get done. And you know that growing up in the country, sometimes you just get the job done. You don't think about it. You know, a really funny story. You really want to hear something really funny. You know, I eat one meal a day. When I was in college, uh, after a game, I was sitting there and a reporter asked me a silly question. 
He said, uh, uh, what kind of candy bar do you like? And I'm sitting there thinking, that is a dumb question, but I just said, Snicker bar. I, I like a Snickers like this. So the Eminem Mars company started sending me uh, cases of Snicker bars. So my one meal of the day ended up for like a week of just Snicker bars. All I <laughs> ate was Snicker bars and all that. And then, you know, they have nuts and stuff. So that's protein, chocolate, which is milk. I thought, I don't know what it was, but. And you know, my weight stayed the same. I was as healthy as a horse. And and I just told people, I said, guys, you know, you just go out and get the job done. You know, what's what's strange about it, I think you worry about so much. And I, I I just don't worry about what I eat. I think I worry about how I perform, what I do. And I know you gotta eat, you know, you need to eat well. And 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 I'm not encouraging anyone not to eat because I own a food company. And uh, I didn't tell you this, but you know, I uh, I'm I'm an executive chef. Uh, you know, I own a food company. I, I ended up being one of the largest minority-owned food companies in the United States. And I ended up uh, uh, going on a show. Guy right. Ferreri became my coach, and I ended up becoming an executive chef, so I learned to cook, even though I don't eat nothing. But I can cook, so uh, I just in case I couldn't play football, I can become someone's chef. That was your fallback plan. That's my fallback plan. Well... I think your next fallback plan, you could probably host Sloop with Herschel here in a couple of weeks and they'd never know I was gone. No, no, no. I tell you, you're doing it. I'm, I'm glad I got a chance to do this with you because I tell you what, your father has been a big inspiration to me. You know, I had an opportunity to spend a lot of time with him at, at Sugar Bowl and then again uh, at the Sanderson Golf Tournament, even though I'm a terrible golfer. But, uh, you know, just to spend time with him and, and to see you boys grow up. I hate to say boys, you guys are young men now. To see you guys grow up, I think it's absolutely amazing. I, I love your family, how your brothers stay together. Because I'm a big family guy. I think family are everything. And you know, these are tough times right now. I told someone, I said, it, these are tough times with this pandemic. But the best thing I've seen is a lot of families out there together. Because I think this is getting families together. And I, and I love to see that. So I, I want to say God bless you guys. Well, I appreciate that, Herschel. It is such a treat to be with you today. Um, Herschel, when I talk to people, you know, when I'm around the South, most people say when in Athens, Georgia, the late 70s through the early 80s were probably the greatest time to be in college, whether you were on the football team or not. I mean, I don't know, but the music scene in Athens, the B-52s were coming up. They were a good game, yeah. you know, big band. REMs came in the same year you did to Athens and then three years in a row of just, you know, unbelievable season, Sugar Bowls, Heisman Trophy winning, national championship. It probably couldn't get any better. I mean, such a great town, too. No, it is. Athens was a wonderful town. And I think and that's the reason I say I think it fit me so well because I'm a family guy. Like I was telling you earlier, I love family. And even though Athens was a large school, but it seems small. The students bought the student body, you know, they seemed together, you know, and they they seemed to love each other. And what was so strange is uh in 1980, people don't know I played three football games before school started. That's yeah, right. Y'all were on the quarter system back in the day. Right? right. So I played two what did I play? I think it was two or three football games before school even started. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting because I got to go into campus and learn the school, learn the campus before school even starts. So that was kind of interesting. You know, your numbers in in college are 
unbelievable. But your numbers in the pros are amazing. I mean, you ran for 1,500 yards one year. and it, I mean, that, that'll never happen again. Well, you know, I, 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 I never think about it until people mention it. And I said, guys, like I said, I'm a competitor. You know, I want to play on kick returns. People are shocked that I want to do it. I cover pumps. I want to cover pumps and stuff. I said, guys, I'm in shape. I said, why would I want to stand on the sideline if I can be out there doing something? And I remember the coaches uh, saying, you want to do that? I said, yeah, I want to do it. Why do I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I don't want to buy a ticket and watch the game. I can do that at home. I don't want to do that. I said, I want to go out and play. So I want to play everything. You know, when I got to Georgia, I wanted Coach Duda to let me play linebacker. And they wouldn't let me do that. You know, I was a linebacker in uh, high school, too. So I'm like, I thought they'd let me play linebacker as well. And he was like, no, Herschel. I'm like, okay, coach, whatever. Herschel, do you think there's anything? I mean, you, you're in, you've been in the ballet. You've been on an Olympic bobsledding team. You played football all your life. I'm, MMA, obviously. You're um, a military caliber athlete right now, a trainer. Um, is there any sport you didn't ever – quite gravitate toward you wanted to be good at but weren't quite as good as you thought you would be well i'm not the best golfer in the world you know, i shoot like in a in the lower 90s upper 80s and that's not good enough for me because i can't win at that there and i wish i could go out and play more and but it's my fault because if you're going to be better at you got to practice you got to go out and play and i don't practice enough so i wish i was better at golf because you know golf is a great way of getting to know people better because you're out there for so long so that's probably one sport I'm going to have to sort of brush up on. But when I get older, I'm too young right now. When I get a little bit older, I'll probably brush up on golf a little more. Take one more bite of that soup and one to a thousand. Give me the rating on how you how that soup tasted today. One through a thousand. Thousand being the best? Thousand being the best. This is pretty good. Uh, so I'm going to give it a nine, 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 nine. Herschel, you're giving it a 99.909. My neighbor's white bean and ham soup, I'm going to go like about 350. I don't, you know, he'll never, he'll never talk to me again, but I hope he makes me well, some more soup. Well, maybe I can, maybe next time I will cook your soup. That's a show. Coop with Herschel's soup. Hey. Right. <laughs> well, Herschel, it has been an absolute uh, delight to be with you. You are uh, as good as advertised and as a six-year-old, you're my hero. And at 46, you're still my hero. So thank you so much, my friend. Hey, thank you. God bless you, man. Thank you. Hey, you take care of your family. Tell them that I say hello. Hello.